Hello, thanks for listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. This is Adam Rosen, your host. I'm a fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon who specializes in joint replacement. In these episodes, I'm going to share with you a lot of my tips and tricks and review classic articles and current implant designs. Thanks for tuning in and on with the show. Hello, welcome back. This is Adam Rosen, and you're listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. So today I want to talk to you about something I'm really excited about and really interested about and something that I only have a little bit of experience with, uh, and that's augmented reality. So for any of you that have played with VR or virtual reality, I mean, you've seen, especially with Oculus, I mean, they've just come so far in the past few years. It's pretty amazing technology. And if you've seen, there's a bunch of different companies that are out there that are working on the virtual reality platform for educational aspects. So some of you residents may have had the opportunity and experience of seeing different platforms like Fundamental Surgery, which offers you the ability to do surgery virtually, even with the haptic sensation. But what I'm really interested in going forward is augmented reality and using that technology in the operating room to do a knee replacement. Now, I had the um, the great luxury of being asked to take part in the um, FDA trials with the Insight Company and their product called Arvis, which is an augmented reality platform. So I had the chance to do unis and totals and hips um, in the lab with cadavers. And it wasn't that long ago, and they've had a ton of iterations of software that, you know, the last time I um, checked it out, it had just come so far from where it was in the beginning. And what was also really exciting um, was during that time, I was um, able to do a demo with Augmetics um, and their spine software. Now, I haven't done a spine surgery since residency. So, you know, we're talking... 17, 18 years ago um, was the last time that I was messing with a spine and pedicle screws. And it was amazing because, you know, I put this headset on, I have a sawbones encased inside the sort of artificial um, sawbones body and the torso. You know, it's CT guided and I'm looking through the torso and I can see the spine real time and I take my little trocar and puncture it through the skin, identify the pedicle. It gives you the angle and the pitch. You can push it through the bone. It gives you the depth of the screw. I mean, just amazing technology. Now, in the new world, I was involved early on around 05, 06 with a lot of navigation. And at that point, it was quite crude where you still had to put pins and trackers in the femur and the tibia. And it offered a lot of data and numbers on your distal femoral cut and your tibia cut. You could set your varus valgus and your flexion and your slope. And then I watched it come along as we got more into component position and balancing and things like that. The things that I always sort of hated about that were I wasn't a huge fan of putting two additional you know, incisions and holes in the tibia and then two more in the femur, even if you could incorporate it into the wound. So that was also one of the things that I was not super fond about with robotics is that I was still putting additional pins in the femur and the tibia. The other issue um, that I found was difficult was just this footprint in the room and the sensors and having, you know, the, the arms and optics and you you change your algorithm. You had to change where people stood and the, the order and people were moving in and out of the field. So it was always a little bit 
of a difficulty, and then also the idea of looking away from what you were focusing on. So you were looking at your surgical field, and you always had to bring your head and your eyes up and look at a screen and then focus back on the wound. So there was a lot of back and forth. And a lot of the things that I didn't like about those platforms is eliminated with the augmented reality. So, you know, three main platforms um, that I've looked into and um, had have had some experience with. So, you know, Arvis being one of them. Um, the other one is Pixie, which is based out of France uh, and also offers a similar platform in the sense that you have goggles and you can use pins to anchor on the tibia and on the femur. So you're not putting additional trackers in the tibial shaft or the femoral shaft. And both of these allow you to set the distal femoral angle, varus valgus, um, and you can set your slope. Um, Both of these have a way of measuring the resection off of the distal femur. So with the Arvis, they have a plate that is set for the depth of the resection. Um, With the Pixie, they have a stylus that allows you to dial it in, which basically makes it uh, an open platform setup in the sense that if your implant that you like to use you know, is an eight millimeter resection or a nine or 10, or maybe you want to alter that based on a patient's flexion contracture, you can dial that in. Um, And then on the tibia side, again, you're setting these trackers on top of the tibia. And again, allowing yourself by checking some landmarks, you're able to set your slope and your varus valgus of this cut. The nice little thing that I found with Pixie is that as you set your landmarks, all of a sudden, once you've done that, you get this blue line that comes up in your field of view, uh, and it allows you to see where the axis of the tibia is, or the axis of the femur. So it's an additional reference cue as you start to reference uh, these pins. But both of these are nice because the pins anchor within the wound, um, and they're on the tibia or on the femur. You're not making additional tracking pins. The other system out there was with Medactis, Nextar, and, and NextAR has um, the that information and more. It was pretty interesting. I just had the chance to sample it um, for a brief period of time at the academy. And is a little bit more involved where with um, with Arvis and Pixie, you can walk into the operating room with your regular x-rays. And the as what I was as explained with the next AR is that you're doing your, your CT pre-op. So you have to get a CT pre-op. And then you're getting your patient-specific instruments to do your cuts, but then these trackers were pretty amazing as they got anchored, again, within the wound, but it also gives you data that you might be more likely to see with um, navigation or robotics where you're seeing your varus valgus and you're looking at your range of motion and you can get balancing. So so that was kind of interesting and I thought um, that was something that definitely adds to this, but it's where I see all of this going. You know, This just very much reminds me of where navigation was in the very beginning. So these platforms are coming out and taking the crude information of distal femoral cut, tibia cut, varus valgus, slope, flexion. And what I see happening very quickly is as these platforms gather more information and more data and more ability, you're now going to be seeing, you know, implant position, gap balancing, flexion rotation, you know, positioning of the implants, all of that stuff that we're now doing with manual instruments, if you're doing manually, or what you might see on a robotics platform on the screen, but you're doing it 
right in front of you. So you're looking at the wound and you're seeing this heads up display in front of you. And that's the thing that I think is really nice. You don't have to worry about your assistant now being in the way and they have to move um, or you have to, you know, get this person in in and out of the way so you can get the information. Or then you look up from the field and you look back and the, the leg is changed and you have to redo all those different things. So it's nice just because you're looking straight at the wound the entire time. And I believe that's going to be really helpful. Now, eye fatigue, that's also a concern. So, you know, it's one of these things that I don't know if you're doing, you know, three, four, five of these a day. That's the question for me is that, you know, what is the level of eye fatigue? um, And does that start to bear down on you? Um, I would do two or three in the lab. I didn't find any um, eye fatigue um, at that point. But, um, you know, that'll be something new, something different. You know, the question is, does that play a role? Um, does it play into a factor? Uh, the other nice thing, which I think whether or not you're using things like ortho-align or navigation or any of the robotics, it is nice getting away from manual instrumentation because you're not putting large holes in the femur and the tibia. You're not instrumenting those long bones, which we know has its own particular issues. Um, but I think the footprint for me is the big thing. And also the thing I think you're going to see a big benefit for augmented reality in the future is that, you know, if you work in hospital A, but you want to do a case in surgery center B, you know, you can't just pick up your, you know, your your robotic from the hospital and just ship it on over. And this is nice in the sense that you just put your headset on, you could carry it into the surgery center from the hospital if, you know, you have your own headset or if the, the company brings it, you know, basically one tray. Most of these systems, it's just one tray of instruments. You just bring the little mini tray from the hospital, mini tray to the surgery center. So it is very um, portable in that sense where you can kind of pick up and go and you don't have to worry about this huge robot and this huge footprint that you're bringing from place to place. So right now I'm struggling to just to get this uh, new technology into the health system that I work within. So as soon as that happens, I really am looking forward to getting back to you with my early experience with uh, augmented reality and performing total knee replacements. Uh, until next time, uh, stay safe. Have a good, safe, and healthy New Year. Um, I am not recording this on New Year's, but it actually will go live in two weeks uh, from the last episode. So that'll be New Year's Eve, uh, December 31st, 2021. It'll be the 91st episode. Uh, So thanks for listening to all of these episodes prior to this. And uh, keep looking back as I have a lot more stuff coming up for 2022. Um, I'm Adam Rosen. Once again, you've been listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. Stay safe. You've been listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed so you'll be notified of future episodes. And please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. Until next time, stay safe.